Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barra Carlin, and with me today, I'm delighted to have Jim Murphy and Granny Hunt of the band Hipson on to chat with me about their brand new album, The Stern Task of Living. So, uh, you might know Jim from his own work with Bluefish Diamond and uh, Granny from her solo work, but they've decided to come together and put their creative and extremely talented heads together to make uh, the Stern Task of Living with this new band, Hipson. So basically, each song on this album is comprised of 15 songs. They're all based on short stories from The Dubliners by James Joyce. So each each song is one of the short stories from that book. And uh, it's a folk album from start to finish. It's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Jim was very kind to give me a CD of it and when I got home and listened to it I bought myself a copy of James Joyce's Dubliner straight away uh, turns out he's a very good writer by the way very good writer but um, they've recently just finished um, Bloomsday and a performance in Smock Alley Theatre as well so we'll be chatting all about that and wait till the end of the episode because we have a very special treat in that Jim and Granny will be performing in the studio also my bedroom uh, Evelyn off the album uh, live which is absolutely fantastic I'm sitting on the floor during the performance and was just starstruck the entire time it was absolutely beautiful it was amazing amazing that they did that um, it's super super cool so stay tuned for that and before we start the episode this is the part where I normally play the theme music by Zach Stevenson but the band have been very thoughtful in sending me over all the songs off the album so I'm going to sprinkle them in throughout the episode and we're going to start with the song The Dead hope you enjoy the episode Dear Michael I think of you tonight As I write these words in January light For not an hour ago I swear I heard your voice Sing the lass of Ockrum, it took me back in time If we were young again, if life were played We could have been a great affair, a great affair If I had stayed I spent at Morkin's Ball A yuletide dance The talk of Dublin town How the hours slip by Into the early Right, ready to go? Let's yep, do it. Okay. action, take one I hate doing the intros, by the way. I always hate doing the intros. But we're here for another new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm with Hibson. I'm with uh, Jim and Grania. Thank you very much for coming on. It's a pleasure having you. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. Having us. Nope. Yes. No problem. So, Jim, we met in Sinead on that God Given Night, and you gave me your uh, the album uh, for... Uh, a st- a st- oh my god the stern, a stern task, task of, of living. living how did i nearly yes. forget it as well and i like i was like i've never li- i haven't listened to much folk music recently and i put it on and then just the second that i listened to it when i got home i was like yes please come on please come on <laughs> it's a gorgeous album from start to finish and then the james joyce angle as well i'd never read james joyce and i have my dubliners copy there i've been trying to get through a lot of oh, it before oh i love it <laughs> yeah. no it's a, and i'm re- i'm reading it now I was talking to a friend of mine. I was like, James Joyce is like a really good writer. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. That's an insight. <laughs> so how did you guys meet? Because I know it was it was an online mm-hmm. lecture, uh, an online course, wasn't it? A yeah. six-week course. So uh, Jim and I both signed up for uh, Colm Kearney's Songwriters Pow Wow um, in November of 2020. That's right. And yeah. um, I remember it was the end of October, was it? But um yeah anyway it was november when we were paired together so like in week two or three of the six week program that colin was running and um, he was pairing people together every week to write a song based on a prompt mm. and on that particular week the prompt was the short story araby um from dubliners mm. and it just so happened that myself and jim were put together for that week and 
So the rest, as they say, is history. Ca- we should caveat, it was over COVID as well, it wasn't was, it? It was, November 2020. The height yeah. of the pandemic, really. Yeah, so everything, it was all Zoom, mm. WhatsApp, email. Zoom, Zoom, yeah. Zoom, yeah. Zoom. So it was so random in many mm. ways. I mean, the fact that we both signed up to that mm-hmm. songwriting workshop, the fact that we were paired up that week, and the fact that the prompt happened to be one of the short stories in Dubliners, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's it's a great book. It's so readable. Um, I think sometimes when people hear Joyce, they think highbrow, difficult. Yeah. You know, whether it's <laughs> Ulysses or Finnegan's Wake or whatever. But Dubliners is very, very readable. It's like a gateway drug. Well, I think our album is like a gateway yeah. drug. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take it back another step. Yeah. But it yeah. is, it's funny reading it because like one thing I love about it first is like this, remi- this there's parts of it that are like this could easily be written in today's time mm-hmm. as well. It doesn't seem like much has changed, but Seriously. there's also, there's yeah. a real kind of like, nice i thought it was going to be highbrow to be honest yeah like i used to have a tutor when i was in college learning design and if you ever had like creative stagnation he'd go you should read ulysses and it's like i'm not gonna fucking sit down and read ulysses <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a college project due in about two weeks <laughs> but uh and i couldn't read it and i was just like oh I, james joyce must be for somebody for that for another upper class of reading but um no, it's a it's a gorgeous. All the stories in it are lovely, mm-hmm. particularly okay. like the encounter. That's the one that I'm particularly fond of because I find I can relate to the little shits running off from school. <laughs> 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 I would have done the same. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the tougher songs to write, I think, in terms of uh, the subject matter. Mm. Because spoiler alert for anybody listening, uh, <laughs> it involves uh, two young boys, as Barry says, mm. Mitchum from school, and they end up in this field out in Ring's End, and they meet this dirty old codger effectively yeah. <laughs> and he gets up to some nefarious activity at the end of the field yeah. so we had to try and capture that I suppose in lyrics where we allude to something mm. untoward yeah without, without being, being too, too graphic about <laughs> yeah. it exactly you know what I mean? yeah because yeah. 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 Yeah, it is one of those stories you're like this is a lovely little story and then you're like oh yeah at the beginning you're like oh they're going off with their adventures yeah. and they're <laughs> off down on a boat and oh it's lovely and then oh god no it's not so lovely um, yeah did you rejoice before uh, having done the course at all? I hadn't, but you, you had. Yeah, I read uh, Dubliners 20, 25 years ago, something like that. Okay. Um, no, I couldn't have told you a thing about it if you asked me, yeah. apart from The Dead is the most famous story. And it's a Christmas story, a isn't it? It's set on Little Christmas. Little, okay. Uh, 6th of January. Mm. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Um, but what I do remember is that it was quite readable. Mm. Uh, and I do remember having <laughs> enjoyed it. But Who I think thought? we're sort of semi-scholars at this stage in Dubliners because <laughs> to do justice to the songs we, we had to read each story I would say half a dozen times Grony would probably raise say, me I say more like yeah. I just feels like more yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it when you're writing the album is it easier to adapt something do you think or to come up with an original song because I would have found adapting something would be harder to be honest because you have to get all the kind of points into it yeah. yeah I suppose there's a lot of reference points that you yeah. feel like you want to hit and sometimes yeah. having those reference points makes it easier like some of the songs were easier to write than others. You know what I mean? So it just, yeah. it just depends, mm. you know. Um, yeah, I think it presents different challenges. Mm. Um, in some ways, the roadmap is laid out for you. Whereas if you're writing your own songs and we both have our own sort of other projects, you're starting with a blank sheet of paper mm-hmm. and it's ideas that come to you, I guess. But on the other hand, when we were dealing with this, we're very conscious Joyce is like a literary giant and yeah. <laughs> the lyrics really need to do justice to the stories. Um, not just in terms of telling the stories but in the language that we ourselves used uh, Grani had a great phrase at one point about 
what is it the 50 cent word or oh he's in the 50 yeah so uh, i did a, a workshop a few years back with a guy called pat patterson in the u.s and he had this thing about 50 cent words so like you oh know, i thought you meant the rapper for a second i was like no, how is no, that no, gonna no, come no, into no, play instead of, instead of saying something is like very exciting that you'd said that it's extremely energetic or something yeah. do you know what i mean and he'd be like they're 50 cent words you know what i mean so that instead of using just like kind of regular verbs and adjectives that you yeah. would kind of like express them differently so yeah we had an english word. teacher who wouldn't let us use the word very in any Love context it. whatsoever <laughs> he's like you can't use that word you have to come up with a different word than mm-hmm. very and i was annoyed the hell out of me but it does make sense for eternity nanny and eliza lived in a time where hushed words could weave rumors to rhyme where lives were destroyed by victimless crimes Poor Father Flynn Struck down in his prime From the great halls of Rome So working together remotely, how, how was that? Trying to put a, an album together while, via Zoom? <laughs> I think it was stressful. It was, no, it worked very well. Oh, it was did. it? I, oh, do you know, okay. like, yeah. and I think something that's only really occurred to us sort of in the last few weeks when we've been doing these interviews is that we were really lucky that it happened at the time that it did mm-hmm. because we had the time. Yeah, like, there is that. If this we had met this week, for COVID, so. like, there's no way we'd have written an album in 53 weeks. Do you know what I mean? You mm. just couldn't do it. Whereas, like, we were both in, like, yeah. it was the middle of COVID so much more time so much more space so like within exactly, 53 yeah. weeks yeah. we'd written the 15 songs yeah, just um, year. Yep. like and and some of them were written in longer sessions short sessions you know what I mean some of them yeah. you know we might take a couple of weeks off before we get to the next one depending on yeah. like what we were doing but it was yeah. but yeah. we didn't have the distractions of sort of being out gigging mm-hmm. and rehearsals yeah. and social media and trying to organise this and organise that so we had yeah it's going to set the time and the space to, mm-hmm. to really focus on them and the other thing I think is because we were working remotely, we both had a chance to kind of uh, digest each story, ruminate mm-hmm. over it, come together with ideas, then take it away, work on it more, come back together and so on. Whereas if you're in a room, there's the kind of the pressure to deliver something yeah. and you both feel that pressure, you know. Yeah, like so we, we could set like yeah. a Thursday aside saying we'd meet at 11 and we'd come with our ideas and we might be on Zoom for half an hour and then we'd go away and work on it and then we'd say right we'll meet you at, we'll meet at one again and come yeah. back and go through things and we'd see where we're at and put things together and combine things or cut things out or whatever and mm. then we might go away again and come back together at three do you know what I mean so like yeah. it was that having that space you don't have the, the, the ability to do that when you're in a room with somebody you're yeah. not like oh I'm going to go outside here to the bathroom and sit and play the guitar for a little while you know so yeah. having that space while also having the kind of accountability of somebody waiting for you to bring back yeah. something yeah. is great you know and was it always going to be Joyce? Like just, I know because the, the 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 project originally assigned was to write a, a song based on Joyce, but was the album always going to be Joyce or did that did it just seem like a, a no-brainer to go there after how successful this first song writing was? Well, well, I think it was kind of the natural next step. Like that song that we first wrote, which was Araby, yeah, worked really well, I think beyond our expectations with the song written in probably 48 hours mm. and we were both kind of <laughs> looking and thinking, <laughs> wow, that's a song, not to yeah. sort of brag about it, but it is a great song. Uh, and then it was a while after the workshop, maybe a month after mm-hmm. we reconnected and our initial ambition was pretty modest, maybe... Five songs. Yeah, maybe an EP. <laughs> EP. And then that became 10 songs, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And then we decided, well, why not go the whole hog? Yeah. 15. Yeah. <laughs> and how, how did the recording go for it? 
I suppose so, that's it. so I suppose so we started the writing process in November 2020 and finished it in November 2021 yeah. essentially it was like 53 weeks mm. beginning to end and we'd booked in to Black Mountain for March 2022 yeah. mm. and May 22 so we'd right. done five days to start the recording process and I actually ended up being on tour for the first three days of that so Jim and Alex Borwick who um, was the producer and Shay, I suppose, went Shea in. Drummer, Shay Sweeney on yeah. drums. So the guys went in and laid down sort of the basic starting point of mm. everything. So all of the guitars, section, all of the yeah. percussion. Yeah. Um. So that when I showed up, was it the Monday? Sunday night, Monday morning. Um. Yeah, Monday morning. And yeah. um, we had two days, so we did all of the vocals then Monday Tuesday. Yeah. Um. So you were knackered after that. <laughs> and and uh, knackered after driving around the country yeah, doing yeah. on tour as well. So, um. It's a fabulous studio. It's up in, oh. it's just outside Dundalk, yeah. uh, Black Mountain Studios. And shout out to Peter Baldwin for his hospitality. Yeah. Mm. Um, he offers a residential option. He's got this so lovely good. kind of... Oh, wow, that's cabin. class. Mm. Oh, it was brilliant because it meant we didn't sort of have to arrive every morning and With leave every evening. and everything, mm. yeah. Exactly. And we were kind of very much immersed in it. And, and kudos to Alex. Like, he put the hours in. We yeah. were going till quite late, mm-hmm. a good number of the nights. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember it's a slight segue, but I remember one of the evenings we were wrapping it up. It was about just about half eight, and we were listening back to one of the songs, which is Evelyn. It's the fourth song, gorgeous song. And then we came up with this idea of maybe having something in the background to capture this sense of sort of a bit of chaos for the middle eight bit, the chaos down at the port and so on. Um, we went into the shed next door looking for whatever <laughs> percussion. Yeah, it was like a percussion shed. You could like yeah anything we could find, and we came back in and we were trying them all and. Uh, then I think Alex suggested, well, why don't we try and sample seagulls, you know, and then it grew to like, <laughs> like a sound. port sound. Yeah, yeah. Port 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 and, yeah, yeah. Sense. and a bust-in yeah. crowd and so on. And all of a sudden, it just lifted the song to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like half nine, suddenly we're looking at the, but my point is he really pushed the boat out yeah. first. Yeah. But we were able to do that. Because it was residential as we well. Were, yeah. It was residential yeah. on site. Yeah, it was yeah. super. And then we were back then again in June for a day with, um, piano and a day with strings yeah back to back yeah two um, days yeah. Yeah, yeah which was also very cool like. yeah I mean it's quite <laughs> extraordinary looking back that the album was recorded in seven days yeah you know that is I mean? crazy because you listen to it like the it's amount like the world of music that's going along with it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well my, now Jim my very Catholic dad would love that reference <laughs> Um, because yeah, the amount of music, it, like it, it is just a phenom- like it's it's a gorgeous album to listen to. Um, where did the name actually come from? Because I know I read it was a Norwegian writer that it was Joyce was inspired by. I think mm-hmm. that's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, Henrik Ibsen. So Henry. he was a Norwegian playwright who was quite influential on Joyce. Uh, so we were tossing around ideas for names, and we settled on that. So Henrik Ibsen, H. H. Ibsen, Ibsen, nice. Um, and also, there was nobody called Ibsen on the internet. Exactly. Nice as well. Yeah. Yes. Well, that must be the most frustrating thing when you come up with such a cool name. There's already a band name. Yeah. You're like yeah, you're checking yeah. Spotify. Fuck. You're checking Bandcamp. You're yeah. checking SoundCloud and Facebook. I think that's the thing. Like there's there's so many probably unused or not current band names yeah. or bands that you know set themselves up 20 years ago on Facebook and then nothing ever came yeah. of it and oh. the page is still there and they're not doing anything and the name is great. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I I've read quite a few stories of bands like that. There was one there was a band I used to listen to years ago called The Used and they okay. really wanted to be called Used and there was a band already called the used who wouldn't let them change it even though yeah. they were a very small local band and this band were touring all around the world they're like we'll pay you whatever and it's like nope oh no <laughs> well they came up with it first so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Arabi, oh Arabi, from far away 
your mysteries Am I too late to see your gifts For all the leaves have died Growing up with simple needs Yet tinged with curiosity A schoolboy on a summer street Until the shadows woke his dreams uh, Now playing the songs live Because I know you did Smock Alley Theatre mm-hmm. What was that like? The setup for that looked absolutely gorgeous as well Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, (laughs) like, I think when we started to think about how we were going to put the record out, and I think initially our whole plan when we were recording the record was that it was going to be very acoustic. And it was just a pair of us and we just do like something acoustic. But then as the songs were been written, like you could feel that this was a much bigger project, you know, so like the kind of the legs started growing mm. you know um, and I think then once once the strings and keys and all of the elements have been added to the record there wasn't really a question that it could possibly be a smaller performance mm. to launch it do for you know what I mean for sure yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah it was it was it was fantastic I mean um, it's such a beautiful venue um, yeah. and just anytime you get to play with a live string quartet is absolutely ridiculous. And oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, on both nights I ended up just crying to finish the game. Yeah, I was watching the... Uh, <laughs> oh, great. Wa- watching the, I did watch the clip today. Yeah. You have it up on your Instagram, I know, okay? I so mean, it's not... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's the, the one from the first night that I've up on my Instagram, which is like where I start crying like halfway through the last song. Whereas at least on the second night I managed to keep it together pretty much <laughs> towards less. the end. Like, but... Um, yeah. yeah. Do you, is it 10 people you have with us? With you playing? Uh, on this on stage that on night stage there were stage. ten yeah oh, wow. okay. um, so there was like drums bass uh, piano or keys um, two guitars Gronia vocals and a string quartet and Frank McNally oh yeah sorry in terms of musicians ten yeah. and then Frank McNally um, read various passages from Dubliners and told some sort of interesting stories about the great stories yeah, great, great yeah, little t- tidbits of information which yeah. was fantastic like all about Joyce or all of, like about Joyce and Dubliners and yeah, related yeah. to the stories and kind of the characters that were in the stories that made it into Ulysses and like yeah. he had it all kind of tied together you know what I mean yeah is, wait, is, is, is Dubliners I'm assuming it's not they're not true stories are they or they're kind of maybe taking pieces so I don't think they're true stories but some of them are based some of the characters are based, based on, on people, people that mm, okay. um, Joyce would have been aware of or known mm-hmm. at the time because Joyce was a a very interesting character I have to say like even just reading about because you think he's going to be I always thought he was going to be this super highbrow type of person and you're like he was actually kind of a bit of a lad like <laughs> to put it mildly yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah he liked a good time yeah <laughs> do you ever read about the exploits that he got up to with Ernest Hemingway no they're very funny you should read about them (laughs) I'll put it this way Ernest Hemingway liked to fight and James Joyce liked to antagonize people in a pub and that's what they spent a whole uh, afternoon doing one day it's very it's funny like it was it was harmless (laughs) stuff but it it is quite funny but um now uh do what do you have a particular favorite short story and a particular favorite song from the album I should really think about these things before we come and do interviews (laughs) really shouldn't I yeah um We'll just take a 10 minute time out. <laughs> yeah, work away. Just, yeah. We can just edit it all. <laughs> it's like kind of asking who's your favourite child. It is tough it is a to bit, pick. Yeah. But now that you ask us. <laughs> uh, so I would say probably my favourite song, but it's for nostalgic reasons, is Araby. Okay. Because it was the first one we mm-hmm. wrote. Mm. And I still vividly remember that flurry of activity over that like 48 hour period or whatever. And back and forth on the phone. And bear in mind, we'd never met before or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, as soon as we got off the workshop that week the online <laughs> workshop 
Within three seconds, I'd say Gronia had sent me an email. Right, are you ready to go? And I thought, <laughs> oh, you okay. were like, you were like on it. Gronia <laughs> means business. You know, like part of it was was like I know I've been paired with people before who were like super slow off the mark, and uh, you only yeah. have a week to get something done. Yeah. And like the the thing was on a on a Tuesday, so like if you leave it past the weekend, you're banjaxed because yeah. you only have Monday and then it's Tuesday it has to be in and you're back on again oh, for the next yeah. one. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, you know, I have time. Yeah. Come on, what are you doing? Yep, you know totally. so yeah I was you know getting a move on um, <laughs> but it was great it was great and you know worked really worked. well and, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, did totally. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah I said probably more for nostalgic kind of mm. reasons I lean, lean up with it so that's yeah. a favourite song do you have a favourite short story or is it the same or are they kind of the same Um, this is quite dark but Counterparts uh, it's a very dark story mm. but there's a realism to it mm-hmm. which still exists today in terms of Sort of, you know, the tough man going out drinking all the time yeah. and coming home and beating up his poor son, you know. It's weirdly uh, my favourite song off the album and then you listen to the lyrics and you're just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't go around saying that to people. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, story-wise, I think A Painful Case might be my favourite. Yeah. Mm. Um, again, tragically sad. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like They kind of all, most of them are fairly sad. Yeah, I don't think yeah. there's really Dark. particularly yeah. ha- much happiness in them. Or there's elements yeah. of happiness in them, but they're, 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 yeah. yeah, there's a lot of you know, the negative sides of people's personalities yeah. and, and that shine shines a lot through. Um and song wise like everything with strings. <laughs> <laughs> um like Evelyn the Dead, Arby like I mean, you know, yeah. It, all like all of that is just so fabulous. Do you know what I mean? Um yeah, I love it. Hmm. And uh so what's like next? Are you planning more is there what's next to come in terms of gigs? We're sort of looking at the moment at maybe late October trying to yes. sort of sort something out, but it's it's embryonic. It's yeah. yeah I um, mean, we don't. I suppose. Busy the, and, sorry. The, yeah, the album coming out has been received really well. Yeah, like we've got some great press. Um, but it can be hard to, I suppose, show that to people and expect anything to come of it. Yeah. So we're really excited about the the filming like we mentioned we were filming yeah, yesterday I was, was going to just mention um, that to you yeah, to ask because, you that, to talk about that so there. he also filmed at the shows oh, in did he? Smock so oh, we have cool. we're yeah. going to have some stuff that's you know got some of that live vibe to it there's obviously going to be elements of interview with us um, and I think that's really going to kind of you know if we want to apply to an arts festival or yeah, a theatre yeah. venue then yeah. we can show what we can actually do as opposed to being like oh we've got 11 people we want to put on your stage and have you got loads <laughs> of money to pay us to be there because like that's that's hard whereas if yeah. we can show that what yeah. what the project is what's possible with the project mm. and like I think I think it's got massive legs and I think what did we count we counted a list of countries where there were Joyce things I think it was a 12 or 13 oh really like oh, yes. Bloomsday yeah, stuff we, the next, yeah. we could be we could be out of the country yeah. every Bloomsday for the next 13 years and not have to do something in Dublin for Bloomsday like do you Wh- know what I mean which was the most surprising country if you can recall off the top of your head oh, I couldn't tell you was there like a Czech was there Czech or something was there Czech Republic really I wouldn't be surprised if it was I, I can't remember the I list I can't remember I, like I read them very I was like <laughs> I mean you mentioned Shanghai before in a different we context we did yeah like I think there's definitely About Japan Chile have one certainly uh, I, Toronto I think it's global like all over yeah. the world yeah yeah like we learned yesterday yeah. that there's a what was it a North American James, James Joyce, Joyce symposium conference or, or symposium conference or something or like that yeah. like yes it's a massive thing so the filmmaker is Canadian he's from Toronto and he's the backdrop I suppose to us meeting him which again was totally random yeah. uh, he's making a documentary <laughs> about James Joyce 
and on the Saturday morning he sent us an email to say that the James Joyce Centre who we've had a sort of fairly regular dialogue with mm-hmm. since early in the project um, gave him our contact details and would we mind if we came down to Small Kelly and filmed us <laughs> and we said no I'll repeat it on our podcast <laughs> but uh, yeah but the other because uh, the other thing was kind of like in the days coming up to the, the, the shows we were like oh god maybe we should be getting a videographer or photographer yeah. to come in and yeah, do yeah. stuff you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. and then of course it was late and we were asking when they weren't available yeah. and then on the Saturday morning we get this man who wants to do it anyway and we're like yeah, <laughs> we're, yes come yeah. please because um, as yeah. Gronje says like that, that that sort of I suppose the evidence of what happened in mm. sense uh, like for us to say to people oh we'd love to play this arts festival and we did this wonderful gig at Smock Alley and said yeah I'm sure you did but, <laughs> yeah. but to be able to say here you can see it here you can yeah. see the performances yeah. um, something tangible like, yeah. Yeah, so exactly. like I think arts festivals even yeah. literary festivals yeah. definitely like Stuff like other voices, I think, would eat, would really go for it. Yeah, maybe not to. Yeah, so just yeah, uh, yeah. it's been mentioned. <laughs> yeah, well, hello, I, Philip King. Be, um, <laughs> <laughs> calling Philip King. Um, like, uh, <laughs> we certainly thrown the net out. I think. Yeah, yeah say, like you know, um, it'd be great to. Which are even to be to be like kind of a major part of Bloom's uh, Bloom's Day was mm-hmm. pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah like Darina's been fantastic, the director yeah. of the James Joyce Center, and they had us yeah. back then in as well to. Um, launched the the James Joyce Film Festival, which is part of Bloom's Day as well. So Ooh. we played a few songs on the Monday, yeah. After our shows, inside when, in the when's that the film the, that was it was running at the same time. So oh, they were running films okay. and stuff inside. I in didn't the, know they did yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, like I yeah. think the programming cool, is kind of expanding, yeah. really, isn't it? They're it really is, like yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing the longevity of yeah. of people like James Joyce. Like mm. you, you think yeah. you'd hear kind of you know artists from back then or writers from back then you kind of wonder would they ever fade into obscurity and it's like oh apparently not mm-hmm. <laughs> they're yeah, still yeah. like even reading it today as i mentioned at the beginning and re- reading well, i haven't read it for the past since we agreed to go on mm-hmm. just like it's, st- it's yeah, there's still something about it reading it i don't know if it's even just the place name still coming up you're like mm-hmm. that's still yeah. there yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah yeah it's incredible yeah Bid him good day. Oh, the work to be done, he left far too late for to slake his thirst and to sate his rage. Mr. Allen saw Farrington return with unfinished work. It was time for concern, a tirade of abuse, but then Farrington's return. So, this is the portion where I ask you just random questions that I'd ask you at a bar, okay? <laughs> and, uh, the uh, the first one that I always ask is if you could collab with anybody, who would it be? <laughs> you can go first if you want. I have my answer for this. Uh, well, it's like, there's no questions for me on it this. Could be anybody, probably Leonard Cohen, but I, nice one. I know, yeah. posthumously, I suppose. Uh, big fan. Uh, saw him a couple of times. And, oh, did you uh, get to see? I never saw him. Now I would have loved to have seen him. Yeah, well, to be honest, the first time I saw him, I thought I'm so glad I saw him because I might never get to see him yeah. again. And then a couple of years later, <laughs> he came again. back to Dublin. <laughs> and I got to see him again, and he actually came back another couple of years later, and he played in Sligo and Lissadell. Now I didn't get to that, but I just love his music, and I think the lyrics are fabulous, yes. and the music is fabulous, and yeah. just the delivery, everything about him. Um, so yeah, I like. I think as a slight aside, I think our collaboration has worked tremendously well and mm-hmm. I think we're quite fortunate quite lucky insofar as we clicked I think that's really important but it won't necessarily always work that way so yeah. I'm making the very sweeping <laughs> assumption that Leonard Cohen would want to collaborate with me <laughs> and that we would sort of have that chemistry and yeah. click you know but. yeah well Johnny Mitchell oh like, okay very good yeah. yeah like 
No Can't really talk asked. about her. I'm just like, every time I talk about her, I just cry. Watching yeah. the videos of The Gorge, Newport Folk Festival last year, I mm. just can't be dealing. Can't deal. That woman <laughs> walks on stage and sings. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm a mess. Okay. I yeah. saw that yeah. uh, the album Blue is 52 years yes. old today. Today? No, it was last today. week. Was it? Yeah. All right. Oh. So I read last week's post today is what yeah. I meant to say. Yeah. 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 Always up to date. I did a piece. I did a, like, I think it was Ed, Ed Power. Got oh, on yeah. to me to because when it came out when it was fifty years old, um. So I did like a little snippet for the paper. Very good. Yeah. Uh, what was the first and last albums you fell in love with? And you can't say your own for the last. <laughs> Jesus. It's a tough one. It's normally what you bought, but I found recently yeah. most people don't actually buy albums anymore, so I've changed it. <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of, this might sound strange in the context of what we're talking about, but when I was growing up, Stiff Little Fingers. No fucking way! Yeah, huge fan. <laughs> I genuinely was raised on Stiff Little Fingers. I have yeah. two of their albums over there. So um, Phenomenal band. Material. Uh, oh, yeah. I swear to God, uh, I was. I've, I have a story of when, when I was at um, Metallica, they opened for Metallica at Slain, yeah. and I got very, very, very drunk for it and so did my friend, and we had like a weird fight. We can't even remember what it was over but we just went our separate ways and then i ended up chatting with the girl we ended up talking for ages and then we started watching stiff little fingers and it was like it was going very very well they started playing alternative bolster and i for some reason because that drunk started tearing up and was like oh i just wish my dad was here and she was like oh when did he pass i was like oh he didn't pass i just wish she was (laughs) i just wish she was here and she just hit me and walked away (laughs) never saw her again But a uh, brilliant band. Maybe she'd be listening. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, <laughs> That's gas. You know, I wouldn't have expected you to say Stiffle Fingers now. They're cause yeah, yeah, <laughs> quite yeah. loud. <laughs> oh yeah, totally different. Totally like driven punk. Yeah. yeah. Like, I suppose I feel like I had a very sheltered musical childhood. Oh yeah. Um, and I just listened to we. we there was a lot of like kind of Irish folky ballady, you know, stuff. So mm. lots of Dubliners and all that sort of stuff and, and the Mary Blacks and the Women's Hearts and all that sort of stuff. But I think when I got to college, I kind of got exposed to a bit more music. And Joni was really part of that. Mm. Joni and Tom Waits. And, you know, I had these mature students who were like going, you should listen to this. And you should listen to this, you know. Um, so like Court and Spark and, and Blue and just mm. like all of that, like kind of really opened my eyes to mm. like what was possible, what was out there, what was possible. Do you know what I mean? So I'd probably have to go with that for... Do you know, like, I, when I was growing up, um, I was shown art, artists like Joni Mitchell and stuff. And for whatever reason, and Simon Garfunkel was another one. For everyone was like, I don't want to listen to that. That's mm. old stuff. And now it is like, you moron. You could yeah, be listening yeah, to yeah. some of the greatest music ever made at a young yeah, age. Yeah, I think I was lucky that I had mature students that <laughs> yeah. I was hanging out with who were like, this is the stuff you should be listening like, to Leonard now. Leonard Cohen's like, a big one. My dad's a yeah. huge yeah. Leonard Cohen fan. And I was just like, I don't want to listen to that. And then yeah. nowadays I'm just like, God damn it, Barra. Yeah. <laughs> we did yeah. a lot, of, we were done a lot of Everly Brothers in the car as well. And we loved singing along nice. Everly Brothers. And then got to see like Simon Garfunkel, who were supported by Everly Brothers. In the RDS at one point. You got to see them? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, that was... I'd say that was very incredible. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I saw them in the RDS. I wonder if it was yeah. the same gig. Yeah, it would have been. It's like, it would have been in around... Late 90s? Yeah. Yeah. It would be 98, 99, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, and Paul Simon's solo crew, Graceland. What an album. Ugh. Pardon? Yeah. Do you know Graceland's... Or Graceland, sorry. Paul, Paul Simon's Simon. solo album? No, I don't. Oh, check it out. All okay, right. I have to check it out. He he made it, he went to South Africa and recorded it and he was sort of pilloried from some quarters for exploitation, I suppose, cultural appropriation, etc, etc. Oh, right, okay. But sonically, it's just fantastic. It's yeah. a brilliant album. 
Now, I know the album was based on the Dubliners, obviously, a book. Mm. Um, do you guys have a favourite book? <laughs> um, I was talking to your wife about this. This, this we were. I was going like, what are you reading? She was like, we were talking about what we were reading. Um, yeah. And I always feel like I start my year with like, I'm going to read more. Yeah. And I, I hit the ground run and I'm like, I just like, you know, phone mm. down, read the books, love it, love it. And then I fall off the wagon. <laughs> yeah. um, but like the latest thing that I read that I really loved was... Um, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Oh, I don't know Which that. is written by the same person. I, don't, I can't remember the author's name. The same person who wrote Daisy Jones and the Six, which I didn't oh, really enjoy yeah. as much. I um, but I thought the, the, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo was excellent. Amazing twist in it. Like, is it a, oh, it's a fiction book, is it? Uh, yes, but I believe it's based on Elizabeth Taylor's life. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think Ooh. she tends to, the writer tends to take, so like the Daisy Jones and the Six is quite Loosely, Fleetwood Mackie. Yeah. Um, so it tends to be some sort of a tie to, to something. All right, okay. You know what I mean? Go um, check it out. I, I, I haven't heard of it now, to be honest. Yeah, like, I cried many times through it. Okay. You may have guessed I'm a bit of an emotional person. <laughs> I do the same with the Love book. a good cry. My, my uh, New Year's resolution was to, to read as much books as possible. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to read a book a week. Now, I'm on 17, so not too bad. Oh, that's very good. But, that's um, so impressive. But... but but uh, I find myself because I'm trying to get through them so quickly that I'm not retaining a lot. Yes. <laughs> this yeah, is the only yeah. issue. Too. I opened my Kindle there in the last couple of days. I was right. I'm going to get back into it. I charged up and I opened up and I was like, "Says I read that one. No idea what that's about. That one, no idea what that one's about." I was like, "Literally got into some kind of got into the last chapter. Going, did I read this? Can't, don't know what this one was about. Can't remember." It's funny. Like yeah. with my my friends, like one friend particularly, he's like, "You are not going to be able to finish that." I was like, "I'm going to try." And he's like, "And he goes, Batman comics don't count." I was like, "Fuck, it's <laughs> <laughs> done." Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, so I think I quite like music books, you know, books about musicians mm. or uh, whether fiction or, or real, like Daisy mm-hmm. Jones and Six type of thing. Um, but, you know, in the last number of years, I think one of the best books I read was The Wrecking Crew, which is about the Wrecking Crew back in uh, the 70s, I suppose, was it primarily? Uh, so they were a band of studio musicians or a group of studio musicians oh, yeah. who performed on like so many sort of great records over the years um Al, Hal Blaine was one of the drummers this guy called Jim Jordan was a drummer who turned out to be a bit of a psychopath he killed his mother etc etc okay, side to side okay uh, he played actually another segue but he played piano you can segue as much as you want it's a podcast yeah. right? so, <laughs> you know Layla uh, yeah. Eric Clapton yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, Cream is it or, oh or did you Madonna, tell me this story so, before yeah so he plays piano on the outro he came up with that himself so even though he's a drummer he's played piano as well um, you would have had uh, God I've forgotten his name but uh, oh guys help me out here what's his <laughs> name <laughs> no idea uh, oh he uh, what's that famous Jimmy Webb song oh um, the, the Glenn Campbell sings yes Glenn Campbell uh, is the man that's yes, it okay. <laughs> you're going to tell me the song Glenn Campbell is who I was looking for so he was uh, Wichita Lineman is the Wichita song Lineman. there we go <laughs> yes. okay whoa yeah <laughs> I did read the book, I swear. Uh, but it's a super book, yeah. It's just amazing how, you know, they're they're on so many albums, but nobody would be aware of them. Oh, it's yeah, kind of like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, Motown was a similar sort of model. Mm-hmm. Uh, Motown music, there was a sort of group of musicians who were called, the, um, what the hell were they called? Go on, you help me out here. You're great at <laughs> prompting me what's in my head. Uh, I forgot what they're called, but it's, essentially it was a similar model. They played in all these records. Only like a house band. They were not household house. names. Nobody yeah. knew about Ooh. them. Do you know what's crazy about those Motown records? Uh, my nana gave me a bunch of them from the 70s that she still has. They still sound absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Incredible. They sound yeah. incredible. The yeah. bit, I think Hotter Than July, the Stevie Wonder I have one, this is yeah. Motown written on. It's one of the best sounding albums I've ever heard. And it's 
what like 40 years old 45 yeah. years old <laughs> wow. yeah. you can't beat it like mm. totally um have you ever read ozzy osbourne's autobiography if you're into music <laughs> i haven't i have to admit it's a trip <laughs> i say it is all right yeah. he's wild it's it's uh it's one of those books that the more stories you get through you're like this can't be true and then you're like, oh it is okay yeah, but you yeah. but then you've seen him on the telly and you go mm-hmm. yeah yeah actually yeah. it could be but like his bandmate died from he was in, he was in a bus and somebody flew a plane into their bus randy rhodes um, and it was the it was their bus driver doing a load of coke with Randy Rhodes in the in the plane and decided to fly it into the bus. That's one of the stories. And I was like, oh there is no God. way that is true. Google and it's true. It yeah, it's a crazy book. Wow. Definitely worth reading. Wow. Um, who's the other one that I read? Um, she was married to your man, Robert Maplethorpe. Oh, everybody should know. You know, ah, what's her name? Just Kids. Did you ever Patty Smith? Oh, Patty Smith. Yeah. Did you ever read that? I have, have you multiple it? copies of yeah. it and yeah. I haven't you've never read yeah. it oh you gotta read it it's very very yeah. good it's very very good I'm just looking at the stack of books by your bedside and like mine is ex- <laughs> I have like one on each locker in my room like like there's just stacks of books everywhere yeah I I have a bookshelf there and I'm just kind of like you know what beside the bed's just a lot easier yeah totally <laughs> makes me look smart <laughs> who are my friends and who would see me ruin there by the fire sits young Matt O'Connor Staunchest of supporters, he rolls his tobacco Voices strong concerns against a visit from the king Yet in order to avoid bad blood, would he forsake my reign? Now who have we here emerging from the dark? Some say a spy from the other camp Though he may be touting for the working man In his words, Joe Hines still holds the cause at heart Who do you think is the most underrated artist that you can think of? Hibson. <laughs> <laughs> do you um, know the amount of people that say their own name when I ask that question? No, no, like... <laughs> I thought I was being original. Um, <laughs> most underrated. I can cut so it So I out. think... <laughs> do please. Ron yeah. Sexsmith would be somebody who I don't think has ever quite got the recognition that maybe he deserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a Canadian singer-songwriter. Oh. Uh, he, he he's reasonably well known, yeah. but I always kind of felt he's got some cracking songs that. God, why? Yeah, why wasn't he bigger? I just don't know. Did he do something? Well, I suppose like it's it's that thing, isn't it? Like you look at people who are. They have a level of success. Mm. They're not. They're not. Global superstars, but yeah. like they tour the world and yeah. play, you know, smallish, yeah. bigger venues or whatever than smaller artists or whatever. So it's not that they're not achieving success yeah they're just not achieving bigger success or something. yeah you know what I mean? yeah that's what um, success yeah um, <laughs> get very uh, deep and philosophical calling Gronje Hunt to the I'm stage like, I'm, I'm like who 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 um, hmm <laughs> like I'm a huge John Smith John Smith fan which sounds like just like some general Joe John Joe, Smith John Smith English songwriter guitar player because yeah, isn't that the name that you write down when John, you don't have a name in that <laughs> John Doe <laughs> I think John, John Smith, Smith as well uh, so yeah, um, yeah I think he was in Congress too did um, did like did a lot of session guitar playing for people, oh right okay um, but like yeah just super 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 talented but again like tours a lot plays a lot but just not really like yeah you know and I probably mm. would have said Brandy Carlisle four years ago or two years ago like and now she's just like I don't know superstar to be honest. Brandy's the reason that Joni's back on stage. 
Oh, right, okay. So, yeah, <laughs> look into that. Like, I mean, she's like a superstar now. Yeah, um, so she ran Joni Jam at Newport, and that was where that all started. Oh, okay. And then she ran the gigs at the Gorge um, the weekend of our launch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you could change one thing about the Irish music scene, what would you change? <laughs> it's supposed to be nice to see more funding, maybe. Uh, I think it's a very crowded market. Mm. Uh, it's just such a creative country. There are so many musicians and so mm-hmm. on. It's kind of hard at times to rise above the noise, and there's only so many opportunities. But maybe if there's more funding from yeah. the government, there'd be more opportunities. I think the Irish musicians need to realize that there is room for everybody, mm. and nobody does what you do. Mm. and squirreling away your contacts and not sharing with people why is do people re- do that I don't I really because they're afraid they'll lose their gig yeah and Ireland is a small market yeah and a lot of people aren't playing outside Ireland and if they're only playing inside Ireland and that's their only market then they don't want to give away their contacts um but there is a lot of space for everybody nobody does what anybody else is doing everybody's an individual do you know mm. what I mean and yeah I think that's 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 an issue I have with the market in yeah no I have to agree there's certain mm. I won't name the bands but I've, I have no bands that have actually said this like we just can't get gi-. they're very very talented mm-hmm. but it's like we just can't get gigs in Dublin so we have to go over mm-hmm. to London or we have to go over to Glasgow or they're much better off to do that do you know what I mean yeah. like, but it's expensive as well as the, yeah. the it alternative is. It especially post Brexit especially yeah. post Brexit Jesus Christ that was such a fuck up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well we're lucky we have free tra- we, we have the, yeah, like it's an open yeah. travel agreement do you know what I mean or the whatever it's called Um, you know we're much better off than the Americans are mm-hmm. or the Europeans are yeah. like like but sure even did you see the report I think it was the Irish Times that report about how much tax somebody has to pay to play here from the states because of the fat or something like that so Beyonce and stuff are skipping Ireland altogether well because the CWA it's for like the, the central withholding tax for the US is, is also large so if we go to the US it's not small oh, yeah, it's like 30%, 30% percent they, they hold like, 30% yeah Ooh. and it's off everything do you know what I mean so it's off your merch it's off your like yeah and, and you know and you go in with a carne and you come out with a carne and they check everything mm. that you're doing like it's very specific it's, another reason I think that <clears throat> the likes of Beyonce and so on bypassed here is just the cost of sort of insurance uh, for, mm-hmm. for events and we experienced that ourselves and oh my god yeah organising our gigs for Small Kelly it's so it's so hard to get the insurance I suppose because there's a limited number of suppliers it's not so much it's hard to get it it's hard to get it at an affordable there's price there's nearly not, a mar- there's not yeah. enough competition in the market yeah. for it to be valuable yeah, exactly like. um yeah Did you, um, what's something you love about the Irish music scene if there is any <laughs> I love the underground feel to it I love yeah. going into town and just on a whim just popping into sort of wheelings upstairs to see what's going on or the workman's club or workman's cellar or whatever mm. it's grand social mm. um, and you come across some great acts uh, you've never heard it before and it's just going in with very little expectations mm. you know and it's not expensive you're not talking no. big bucks for the tickets because yeah. they're unknown acts I suppose yeah I think you can find um, you'd find acts coming here and playing venues much smaller venues here than they would play elsewhere like mm-hmm. J- Jake Wesley Rogers you come across him no like no. he's like a he's like a younger Elton John he's absolutely fantastic unbelievable yeah. and he played in the workman's yeah, right. and he played like I like I told so many people to go to it yeah. and my friends had bought tickets and then they didn't end up going and I was like flying home from Scotland it was when I went over for God's Connections and I was raging raging that I missed that gig because he has been on stage with 
Brandy Carlisle and Joni Mitchell and Jesus like Christ. and Elton John and like yeah. it's, and this and, and it was January that he was here and we're in what month is it June, June like yeah, five yeah. months and he was huge before he played the Workman's <laughs> and he did it solo. Do you know what I mean? But I think you can you can get to see artists that are really on the rise or yeah. just about to like kind of hit that peak in smaller mm-hmm. venues here um, for really reasonable ticket prices. It's, it's funny you mentioned Workman's because I saw Kimbra in Workman's like two months ago. Mm-hmm. So she's the girl who sings on somebody that I used to know with Gaudier. Do you remember that big hit that yeah. was a couple oh, years ago? Yes, Huge yeah. pop star. Yeah. I, was, I was like, why is she playing the Workman's? There's 300 people. Uh, she packed it out. It was fantastic. Mm. It was just her on the stage, um, yes. but it was phenomenal. And then the next day she has this show. I can't remember. It was like maybe a week later, but it was in Asia somewhere and just playing to like would look like 2,000, 3,000 wow. people or 4,000. Right. Just like, yeah. I don't know why she was doing that venue. Yeah. It's but so I think strange. as well, sometimes they'll do like a solo gig here. So instead of bringing the tour bus and all of the gang, yeah. they'll yeah. come over and do like a stripped back version of something here. Oh, we had we had a fantastic time watching her. Like yeah. I couldn't believe that she was. I was there. I was like, the, like my friend who didn't really know her that well. I was like, it's Kimbra, and he's just like, I get it. She's there. I was like, oh, no, but it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's <Yeah>. so cool. <laughs> Love it. Uh, now I always finish the. Believe it or not, we're at the end. But I always finish the podcast with the most existential question, which is, what do you love most about what you do? <laughs> Jim's just staring at me blankly. <laughs> oh well, like music is so rewarding. I mean. Maybe not so much financially, but just in terms of for the soul. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's wonderful. I, I love everything I'm doing. And like both of us would have worked in different sort of jobs, different industries mm-hmm. in the past. And both went to music full time. Uh, my case, nine years ago. Uh, well, I went to college first and then sort of pursued my musical career. And I know you, 10 years ago, a bit yeah. more, whatever. Um, but yeah, like I just love all aspects of it, you know, whether it's, the creating side whether it's the performing side um, maybe less so the admin and all the stuff you have to do the hustle the and all that sort of stuff <laughs> but uh, yeah but yeah getting into the heart of the music itself is just it's just so satisfying yeah yeah I think connecting with people hmm. is a huge part of it for me um, yeah like be it other musicians or audience people and I do a lot of small intimate shows where you are meeting people you're eyeball to eyeball you come off the stage and you're in the room it's not a case of you come off the stage and you go into a dressing room and you don't meet anybody mm. afterwards do you know what I mean um, and the people who are there are coming up to talk to you afterwards and they're the people who are like when you come back the next time you can stay in my house like I, I was in mm. Germany in February for two weeks and this couple put me up for the entire time that I was there like, oh that's do you know amazing mean? and not like head melter people like absolutely yeah. really lovely like there were also some of those do you know what I mean but like absolutely like, just genuinely lovely kind people who just love music and want to support you and yeah. it's like you know mm-hmm. I suppose you, like support doesn't always have to be like financial or buying your CD like do you know what I mean there's so many other elements to mm. to someone supporting what you do and I think I, like yeah the people that you meet along the way are can be incredible no it is I, I've I've I don't I think something amazing about music that you can kind of just dip into even if you're like I always find it if I'm having a bad day just to dip into and be able to escape but it's mm-hmm. amazing so I can only imagine yeah. playing it to people and getting that reaction back it must be the most mm-hmm. rewarding thing in the world mm-hmm. but um, this is the part where you basically plug whatever you have going on so uh, at the end if there is anything to plug besides the album obviously <laughs> yeah well, I suppose the album well, the is album. available yeah exactly um, the album's out yeah. Bandcamp <laughs> if you'd like to buy it on CD or download it um it's obviously available on all the streaming platforms too. It's in yeah. some of the record stores in town. 
It's uh, a lovely little digipack, is it? Kind of like I have it over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the artwork is lovely. There's a yeah, friend did, of ours. Actually, meaning to ask you, who did that. the artwork? It's, the artwork is gorgeous. Yeah. His name is Mark Kyo. Okay. Uh, so we asked him to paint a kind of a scene of a Georgian house with people coming to the to, the, the, the dinner in, mm-hmm. in, this, in the dead, the short story of mm. the dead, I guess. And uh, he did a super job. Yeah, yeah, no, it sets the vibe. Sets the vibe beautifully. Like it's yeah. a lovely, it's a lovely yeah. cover. It yeah. really does suit it. Yeah. So you can get it in Tower Records, Golden Discs, Spin Dizzy, Freebird. I'm missing somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah, there's a few. Uh, yeah. places that do music. Places yeah, that do, that do good yeah. music. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um. Anything else you want to plug? Well, there's loads. I have loads of things to talk about. <laughs> when, is oh, yes. when is it coming out? <laughs> uh, we can delay it. <laughs> no, I don't mean delay. I'm like, how well, soon is Thursday it? Thursday or Friday. Okay, so uh, well, I'm in a musical called In the Midst of Plenty at the minute, which oh, is wow, based okay. on, um, it's based out of Strokestown um, house, I suppose, and the landlord there at the famine times of 1847 and in and around his murder and about what women had to do to survive at the time. Um, sounds joyous but it's actually quite so it sounds pretty heavy it, it, it's quite it, it's heavy and sad but it's very hopeful and the music is amazing um, so we're in uh, the Riley Theatre on the 14th of uh, July I go to Cambridge Folk Festival I'm off to Germany UK US Malta Ireland busy busy Germany, summer Austria rest of the year yeah yeah so I suppose yeah like I mean um, connect with us online like we're hips and music on Instagram um, Jim's band is called Bluefish Diamond. Yes. Um. Yeah. Like I'm just Grania Hunt on all of the other socials. Um. Check out all of our other music as well. Buy those albums; it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks very much, guys, for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure having you. Hope you've Thanks, enjoyed for, having yourself. Us, thanks yeah. for having us. It was great. It's been a lot of fun. You didn't scare me. You didn't scare you? <laughs> no. <laughs> was that was that the intention? Of well, the I just podcast? thought we, like you were talking about questions about like when you're out and drunk and in the pub. I was like, oh god, oh, no, no, what no, are you no, going to no, ask no, me? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not the type of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in a first, <laughs> um, we're going to do a live song. Um, in studio today for the podcast so uh, this is Evelyn here we go I remember the day I first saw your face at the house on the road I was stood by the gate Then I'd meet you outside The stores every day And see your home Your father's upset Met a sailor man, so we met in stealth, and we made a plan. But then you were scared that he might raise a hand, cause he's angry as hell when three sheets to the wind. Time to skip, I'll give you new life In Buenos Aires, I'll make you my wife Where the sun it shines But we can't be free, sweet devil 
fell head over heels And now the time's come To settle my deal Leave the two letters Behind in your house For your family and friends So they'll know you're alright Thanks. There you go. God damn, thanks. You see what it sounds like <laughs> when you get a chance to listen.